Hey, good afternoon. Welcome to SWAT Radio. Joining me this Monday afternoon is Mr. Doug McCary. <laughs> How was your weekend, brother? Well, it was a good weekend, um, except my wife wasn't with me. She was up in North Carolina with a bunch of ladies doing a uh, women's retreat. So you're supposed to say it was an awful weekend. Well, it was terrible, actually. <laughs> I miss her. I know you do. I mean, <clears throat> I guess when you've been married as long as you and I have, uh, not that we're married to each other, but we're <laughs> clarify, uh, when, you, when you've been married as long as we have, you know, I go a couple of days without my wife. I, it's like, it's bad. Yeah, it, it's, 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 it's really bad for me because Abby and Beck are there and it makes it really hard. Although Ellie's helped out great. My daughter Ellie's home and so... That's been good, and um, you know, um, but I'm I'm a little uh, I'm a little shaken right now just because my good buddy Stu Epperson Senior passed away last night, mm. and uh, I just heard, and uh, you know, uh, if you've listened to anything on Salem, uh, Stu was one of the founders of Salem uh, Media Group around the world. Yeah, Man. it's one of the biggest radio conglomerates in the world. And, um, you know, he is, uh, gosh, he's so well-known in, in the radio industry. Uh, they have over 100 radio stations, and 67 of them are in the top 25 markets of, around hmm. the, 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 the country. Um, and if he's, you a ever, gi- he's a giant of a man, yes. you know, not only in stature, but in depth. Yeah. I still remember you and I meeting with Stu. Uh, right, right when we were getting started with uh, SWAT Radio, do you remember that? Yeah, I think I, Catherine was there. Yeah, and Catherine, Stu and his and, wife. Yeah, his wife, um, his sweet wife, and um, you know, um, they have you know four children and twenty-one grandchildren, and uh, he grew up in a small uh, on a small tobacco farm, actually in Patrick County, Virginia, hmm. and uh, his wife Nancy was born in Hawaii. Grew up in Southern Cal. Actually, John MacArthur, I think, led her to Christ. Um, and uh, But her family was evacuated after the attack on Pearl Harbor. Mm-hmm. And so uh, Stu Jr. owns and runs the Truth Network, which is a bunch of stations up in the Winston-Salem, uh, North Carolina area. They, they have stations in other places. But um, Stu was inducted into the Broadcasters Hall of Fame back in 2015 and in 2005 back a long time ago really before a lot of the politically correct stuff um Stu was named one of the 25 most influential evangelicals in america in time magazine wow. and so um he he was a real encourager you know he came and would stop in at the swats the lunch swats every mm-hmm. now and i then. remember that and really encouraged us in the radio and his daughter is the one that approached us about doing it to begin with and so just pray for nancy and uh, for uh you know uh, Stu jr and kathy um his daughter kathy and the rest of the kids and the grandkids because he was one well-loved man by his family they did a lot together as family and uh um, Stu Epperson Sr., uh, he's with Jesus now. 
Amen. So, Amen. In the presence of Christ. Well, let's see. 87, 88, was he? I think it was 87 or 88 years old. Yeah, um, yeah I was born in 1935, same age as my dad. And, uh, yeah, just a sweet, sweet, kind, gentle man, yeah. at least my, my experience with him. And uh, didn't realize, so Salem Communications, founded in 1972. Yes. That's a long time ago, with his brother-in-law, actually, uh, Ed Atzinger. And, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, but uh, the impact the impact that uh, Stu Sr. and Stu Jr. are having and have had through the the medium of radio has been uh, significant. Yeah, and you know, that, uh, some people are asking uh, about how they can, uh, you know, to send flowers or something. Um, they basically, the family has asked that uh, instead of flowers, they would like you to make a donation to Ararat. And Ararat is a farmhouse basically up where Stu was raised and it's to provide a place of rest and rejuvenation to those who need it. Uh, church groups, Christian organizations, but also military police, mm. first responders and families. Uh, they just ask that each group bring their own chaplain or leader to come up there. And, um, you know, uh, Ararat is where uh, Stu was born and raised and where his body's going to be put to rest. Mm. And uh, he wanted it to be a place of rest and restoration to people. Uh, just a really, really great, encouraging guy. If you go to the website, the Promise um, uh, Farm, F-A-R-M, at Ararat. The Promise Farm at Ararat, A-R-A-R-A-T dot com. And uh, you can find out more about it and you can um, make a donation to it to keep it up and everything. It's in Ararat, Virginia. So uh, it's a nonprofit and um, I'm sure the family would appreciate it. And um, you can go there and read about it. And just remember Nancy and their their family. Just a a great family. Uh, Love serving the Lord. Love uh, getting the truth out there mm-hmm. it's truth this radio truth here and the truth network with Stu jr and um just I, i'm sad i'm yeah. sad i'm gonna yeah. miss him yeah he had just such a gentle way about him uh he was a good businessman you he didn't was. get to do yeah. what he did without being a good businessman but he was gentle you know it was just it was just had a gentle spirit so encouraging Stu epperson um uh, we just lift up Nancy and pray for Kathy and Stu Jr. and the, the, the grandkids and all the kids there. Uh, it's just a it's a good day for Stu. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's rejoicing. You know, oh, yeah, he is. And, um, you know, we just wanted to acknowledge our gratitude to him and his family for what they've done for the kingdom. Here. Yeah. A Amen. Lot for the kingdom. Amen. And so, we pick up the torch and keep keep marching on yep we just and, keep uh, doing it and um you know brad that's sorry i was a little <laughs> i just because i just found out literally yeah. coming into the mm. studio mm. so well listen it's uh it is a monday if you're new to swat radio you maybe you're not familiar with swat swat stands for spiritual warriors advancing truth doug and i 
coming here Monday through Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and just uh, work through the Bible together. Yeah. And uh, we invite you to call in and uh, join us in that conversation. Um, really, more to uh, just discuss the practical application of God's word and and the important. I mean, we make that the priority of our conversation here at SWAT Radio. Yes. And we all you know, we we invite others to join us in the conversation that number is 844-777-7928 you can also email us any comments or questions you might have as we uh, work through uh, a book we're we're working through over the summer but you can email us at ask at swatradio.com doug and i have been working through a book called the discipleship gospel and uh you know doug i finished the book last week and that, now I'm going back to it one more time. I'm a slow learner. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I was just so impacted by this idea of a kingdom gospel. How, when you share the gospel, what does that sound like? What does well, it look well, like? Well, even a better question is, what is the gospel? What is the gospel? Like yeah. in our culture, and I think I texted you this when we were talking about it, that the gospel is a lot of different things for a lot of people. And most people that I talk to about it leave out the kingdom aspect of yeah. it. Yep. We just don't hear a lot about mm-hmm. the kingdom aspect. And so that's what we're talking about. So really, the we talked about the kingdom two weeks ago. We talked about repent last week. This week, and really probably, Brad, for the next two or three weeks, we're going to expand on this idea of the gospel itself. It's so important to, I think, define terms. So we're going to look at uh, today's kind of an overview of the gospel as as the Bible talks about it, as Jesus defines it, right? Right. And then um, next week we'll, and the weeks after, we'll kind of hone in on certain parts of it uh, because to you can't, so many of us reduce it down to just a few statements that people assent to, but it is it is simple. It's simple enough for a child to understand, but it's so massive in terms of eternity. Exactly. That it's worth making sure we get it right. Amen. And I mean, we're talking about kingdom, the kingdom gospel, and about the kingdom that is here. You know, so oftentimes we tend to we tend to view the kingdom of God as something we're going to, not something we're actually in. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know we'll get into that. Doug, I, I over the weekend was reading this book uh, by Spurgeon called "God Loves You," and I wanted to just share this one little uh, little quote that uh, I. I I know you're the same way. You kind of highlight a lot of stuff yeah. as you're working through a book. I, I like Listen that. to this. And it, it just think about kind of what we're talking about and what we've been talking about for the last several weeks. Spurgeon says, Oh, what multitudes of people are slaves, mm-hmm. miserable slaves to the opinions of their neighbors, slaves to the caprices of the prudish, slaves to respectability. Some of you dare not do a thing that you know to be right because somebody might make a remark about it. Mm. Now, this is Spurgeon. We're talking 1800s here. Yeah, that's a long time. What, what are you but slaves? Every Sunday there are slaves in the pulpit mm-hmm. who dare not speak the truth for fear that somebody will be offended. 
They are also slaves in the pews and slaves in the shops and slaves all around. Mm. He goes on, he says, if we have not grasped Christ by faith, we have not laid hold of anything for Christ is all. If we do not have him who is all, then we have nothing at all. Mm. That's good. And Say that kind of, last part again. Yeah, he says, uh, if we do not have him who is all, then we have nothing at all. Yeah. Yeah, that's like a guy, uh, I, I wrote it, I think I wrote it in my Bible, at Psalms 1. Uh, so somebody said this a long time ago. It's very similar. And I'm just looking because I want to make sure I say it right. Um, yes. Um John John Trapp uh, mm-hmm. says that material blessings are like zeros after a number. Christ is the number. Without Christ, there is nothing. Ooh, ooh, that's good. It's a goose egg. Exactly. Think about that. I mean, what? What if we just changed our mentality to think that way about anything we deal with, right? Yeah. Um, and you know, I do want to. You bring up a good point. He, he talked about caving in the pulpit and there was a, a son of a pastor up in Canada. I don't know if you saw this is on the verge of being threatened by the government because he spoke out against Trudeau. I mean, he mm. made a statement, right? And he was talking, he spoke, I think he spoke to their parliament, but they just released a study they did in the U.S., asking millennials if it should be against the law to not use gender pronouns that the people want 40 something percent said it should be against the law Mm. wow i mean and that tells you where we're headed as a country i was just having a conversation before we came in here and i'll talk about that when we come back from the break about the answer to that is the gospel but we better get the gospel right and that's what we're going to talk about glad you tuned in today we're going to take a quick break join us after the break call us at 844-777-7928 this program has the potential to reach millions of men each week if you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about jesus through god's word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. SWAT Radio is brought to you in part by Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. is a full-service sales door and window installation company. Both of the owners are licensed contractors and are involved in the daily operations of the company. All of their trucks are company-owned and fully equipped. Their mission is to provide Jacksonville and the surrounding area with door and window replacement services. To learn more, call 904-701-3667. That's 904-701-DOOR. Or online at www.acedoor.com. The Florida Georgia Truth Network, heard in Amelia Island at 91.3. I've been held by a Savior. From above, 
Hey, welcome back to SWAT Radio. Brad and Doug here on this Monday afternoon. We're glad you tuned in. Come call in, 844-777-7928. Doug, we didn't really uh, touch on anything uh, going on in the world today other than what you were just talking about. And I was having this conversation out in the parking lot before I walked in. And uh, just, you know, you look at the the state of our world that we're living in, you know, and, and we can put it in reverse and go back five or six or seven or 10 or 20 years ago. And had you told me we would be here today, I would not have believed you. Mm-hmm. And it seems to be going faster and faster. Oh, my gosh, yes. Uh, you know, and uh, that's why I thought that quote by Spurgeon you know, it just, you get this idea that many are more interested in being man pleasers than God pleasers. Well, yeah. And this is going to, I mean, like I was sharing before we went to break, this is going to start to impact churches, leaders, because um, are you going to affirm somebody's delusion? Um, and call a he a she or a she a he, because that's not the right thing to do. No, uh, you you don't affirm falsehood. We don't we we don't affirm falsehood when somebody is basically saying, "Listen, I don't want to be called a she, even though I was born a she." Um, we we have choices to make, but what the laws they're they they were asking these millennials about should it be illegal? to misgender people hmm. in the workplace. And the, right now, you've got some companies that are already under EEOC guidance saying it's wrong to do that and you can get in trouble. And they're afraid of lawsuits, which is crazy because the Constitution, the First Amendment gives you the right, first of all, if I want to call you a she, I can call you a she. Yeah, Absolutely. I mean, or I can call you he. I mean, there's nothing in question. We're there? such snowflakes today <laughs> oh, my word. that we can't even people and you go, well, it's loving to call them what they want to be called. No, that's not true. No, it's not loving to affirm delusion. And just until what a few progressive years ago, it, it was considered a mental disorder and it still is. It is. It is. And it, it certainly goes against the design of God. I well, mean, <clears throat> um, makes me think, I've heard this illustration often, and I, I can relate, I can't personally relate to it, but my wife who battled some eating disorders, mm-hmm. you know, can you imagine an anorexic girl or woman who may be 80 pounds, five foot eight, if she came and said, I am so fat. I mean, would you honestly tell her, yeah, boy, you are really fat? No. No, that would be dangerous. Yeah. It would be dangerous. Yeah. Um, and that's what we tend to be doing is, you know, like just affirming this delusion as being loving is is completely the opposite. Yeah. It's unloving. It yeah. doesn't mean you have to be mean. Uh, I think you look at those people and you have compassion on them. If they're struggling in that area, we have compassion. Yeah. But if you got compassion, you better have the gospel. Well, they've been trying to do this in California for a while, and I still don't think they've been able to do it uh, 
to use to threaten jail time if you use the wrong pronoun. I think they've been trying since 2017. But all that to say, um, you know, when when we look at our world, like we we have to be bold as preachers. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have to be bold to speak the truth, to speak the truth in love. And we are living in some of the weirdest times in history. But we're, we're literally, like, I was, I forget, we were on the road with my family last month. And literally, I saw people in some places that were part of the LGBTQ plus protest and mm-hmm. stuff. And they were wearing some of the weirdest garb and and you go well that's just your perspective well it is it's like we it's almost like they want to push envelopes they want to make weird like i remember i think it was in austin texas they actually have a t-shirt that says make weird normal or something like that and i'm like one they want to be non-conformist if you look at the movies like divergent or all these things God made us, he made us to work in community. America was founded on the principles of out of many, one. We come together in mm-hmm. unity. Yeah. It was never this pluralism that we're seeing now yeah. that has so diluted the values of this country that we, when you look at the world around us, do you, can you honestly say that the values of the world around us are better now than they were 50 years ago? Oh, I was uh, I was just pulling up. You and I often do this when we're in here in the studio. We got our computers in front of us. And it made me think about the fact I, I looked at an article. This was uh, in the New York Post titled, and, and we don't get into politics a lot, but it, it says it's Joe Biden's presidency couldn't make, listen to this, could make America normal again. Hmm. Normal. The, what we're seeing in America is the most abnormal stuff I've ever seen. From what? from people who are holding political offices who have been appointed, you know, it, it's just like, are you kidding me? We are so abnormal and so weird. Uh, well, <laughs> and, and part of the issue with the church and I mean the universal church, is we've preached a gospel that pretty much makes it about us and not the king. Mm. Uh, it, it is, listen, Jesus preached the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is here. It's now. And you can't have a kingdom without a king. What Jesus came proclaiming is I'm God's promised Messiah. I'm the anointed one that was coming to rule. And so they got it then. They didn't get it right away. And notice, when did Jesus really start teaching them about his death, his suffering death and burial and resurrection? It was after when? When Peter said, you are the what? Messiah. Yeah, you are the Christ. The Christ is the Greek word. Yeah for Messiah. Yeah. Caesarea Philippi. It it means anointed one. And remember what Jesus told them at Caesarea? They were up there and um, he was looking out. Caesarea Philippi was a very satanic place. A lot of child sacrifice. 
and stuff. And when Jesus is teaching them about the kingdom there, he says, the gates of Hades shall not prevail against the kingdom. Well, gates are defensive, which means we should be offensive in the sense of going forward with the truth of his kingdom. But what we've gone forward with is the truth of our save, our being saved. Mm-hmm. And we've left out the kingdom and we've preached a, a kingdom without a king. Yep. Because people just want that ticket. They want the golden ticket, the Willy Wonka. They <laughs> they want to be able on to get on the train, but they don't want a king in their life. And, you know, if you look at the history of Israel, this is not new to us. What did Israel say? Hey, look at the nations around us. We want a king like them. And you know what was bad about that? God wanted to be their king. And he goes, okay, I'm going to give you a king, but you're mm-hmm. not going to like it. He's going to take your property. Yeah. He's going to make you slaves. And it's not going to be a good deal. And what did Saul do? Saul did not follow after God. Right. He only cared about himself. And so then God says, okay, I'm going to show you what a king should look like, a man after my own heart. And it wasn't the tallest, the prettiest. Notice that the focus on Saul, when they picked him, he stood head above everybody else. He was handsome. It was all on the external. But with David, he was ruddy. And he was the runt of the litter, so Mm. to speak, of Jesse. So, um, you know, when we think about the gospel, we need to know what the words mean that are associated with the gospel. Like, what does it mean to have a king? Most of us, Brad, grow up in America. We don't know what a kingship mm-hmm. looks like. <clears throat> We've never had to function under a king. We we grow up here in Burger King. Have it your way. <laughs> they didn't understand that under Henry VIII. Right. They didn't understand that under Louis. They didn't understand that in places that had kings. They, you know, they didn't understand uh, the freedom that we have. And if you talk to most people today in this country, even within the church, they they feel pretty reluctant to give up the leadership of their life. Yeah. Even to King Jesus. Mm. Don't you agree? Oh, 100%. And I mean, I think, interesting, I'll, <clears throat> I'll be using that Burger King, have it your way, <laughs> because that is absolutely true in the church today. And, uh, you know, think about Jesus says, seek first the kingdom of God, Matthew 6, 33. Mm-hmm. Uh, seek his kingdom. Seek his righteousness. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we love the second half of that where it says, and all these things will be added to you. We want all the things. We just don't want the kingdom. Mm-hmm. We want the future kingdom, but we don't want the kingdom now. But he says it's here. It's here right it's, now. It's among you. Yeah. And, and Jesus says, my kingdom is not of this world. Hmm. He says, if my kingdom were of this world, my servants would have been fighting that I might not be delivered over to the Jews. But my kingdom is not from the world. Well, Mark, and the reason I like Mark is, and I I feel like I've made a decision about the Bible studies in the fall. We're going to start with Mark. We're Ooh, do good. Mark. So, hey, there it is. I just official. laid that out there, made it official. <laughs> Now, Do now, we have a bell we can <laughs> ring in here? Um, but Mark 1.1, 1, 1, the very first verse says, The beginning mm-hmm. 
of the gospel, which is the euangelion of Jesus Christ, he terms him with Christ, the anointed one, the son of God. He starts off the gospel announcing this is Messiah, the anointed king. Hmm. Um, and so he he tells everybody from the beginning what the anointed one means. It's the son of God. I mean, and, and for us, this should help us to understand when it says Jesus Christ. Christ is not his last name. Some people actually thought that was Jesus' last name. It's a title, and it means he's the anointed one. When we come back, we'll further look at that. Absolutely. Glad you tuned in today. Call us at 844-777-7928. That's 844-777-SWAT. You can also email us at ask at SWATradio.com. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. with today's Mercy Minute. Dahlia was finishing her second year of university when our hospital ship arrived in her country, Madagascar. She volunteered in our ship's galley and she learned a lot. Listen. Well, the first time I served meals to patients, I felt so sad. I'd never seen people with such big tumors like that. But I could see the smiles on their faces and I felt so much hope for them. I knew right then that in joining the Africa Mercy, I'd chosen well. That was the first time I'd had the opportunity to serve my own people, the people who share my blood. I felt so blessed. Dahlia served with us for over two years, opening her heart to people far from Madagascar. It's always a blessing to serve others. Give it a try. Visit mercyships.org slash volunteer. This is Don Stevens of mercyships.org, bringing hope and healing to the world's forgotten poor. Expect a few delays because of a crash on I-95 northbound at the ramp to State Road 9B. Also, there's an accident on the West Beltway 295 southbound at the ramp from Old St. Augustine Road. And there's a broken down vehicle on the West Beltway 295 southbound before Normandy Boulevard. Mostly cloudy tonight, low 75. Tuesday, mostly sunny and hot, high 97. From the Traffic and Weather Center, I'm A.J. Hey, welcome back to SWAT. Doug and Brad here on this Monday afternoon. Glad you tuned in. You're welcome to call in, 844-777-7928. It's 844-777-SWAT. And you can email us again at ask at SWATradio.com. If you have any questions or comments, we'd love to uh, chat with you. And uh, as Doug and I have been working through, along with David Gray, The Discipleship Gospel, highly recommend this book written by Bill Hull and Ben Sobels. And uh, may have James put it up on our social media uh, just so you, if you're interested in getting it, you want to get a copy of this. Uh, it's it's going to be a book we're going to use, actually, uh, through here in the SWAT ministry as we disciple men who disciple men yes and it, it uh, is it has been um a, a great read because it it goes back to try to define terms of scripture which is really helpful well you can so, uh, you 
and there's so many good quotes that we've talked about in here, but the 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 gospel that you you know you preach will be the disciples you make. Yeah. And if your gospel is incomplete, or if your gospel is another gospel, as Paul says, if anyone comes to you preaching a gospel contrary to the one I taught you, mm. he says, let them be accursed. Mm-hmm. And uh, so you might want to go, hey, what is the gospel? And let's 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 understand what the gospel is. Yeah, you know, and there's a lot there's a lot of books out there called Getting the Gospel Right. Um, a lot of times when people write those books, they focus on the saving aspect of the gospel. They focus on the fact that um, because some people talk about repentance being a work. You know, they talk about lordship, salvation, use terms like that, and it's confusing, and so they try to clarify. But what I like about the way they do things in explaining from this book, trying to exposit the scriptures, is they they talk about the terms, and we talked about defining terms. The title Christ, which is the Greek, that's all it is. It's the Greek term for Messiah, but it it. It brings the whole weight of the Old Testament to bear when you read it in the New Testament because all those Old Testament passages that talk about Messiah, the restoration, all those things of God's people. In fact, the whole Bible points to Jesus being the Messiah. Yes, and King. Yeah, and so when when you when you can get that when you can take hold of that then um you you go back and you know that the term means anointed one and in the old testament whenever somebody was a king they were anointed right they Mm -hmm. were anointed by god symbolically the oil was placed over them to symbolize god's favor and blessing on them as the leader and so when you confess Jesus as the Christ, you're saying he's the anointed one, he's the king of God's kingdom. And so when you come into the kingdom, you come in understanding that that king rules over you. Yeah. But yet there are people who will tell you, oh, you know what? All you got to do is pray this prayer. Mm. They don't bother to explain that something that the the disciples and the Jewish people during that first century, they would have known what it meant when they said he's the Christ, he's the Messiah. I was going to say I was thinking that's exactly what I was thinking about, Doug. When you go back and you you understand a little bit of the Jewish traditions, they were looking for this Messiah. This Messiah had been promised in Scripture. You can go back and see it. So they're awaiting. We still have the Jews today who are awaiting the Messiah. They they've missed it, but so when when it talks about the gospel, the Evangelion, this good news, the good news was the kingdom and the King is here. Yes, He has come, and uh, and that what does that produce? It produces when when you have a King, it produces an obedience mm-hmm. to His kingdom. Yes, and so when when Mark, who um, most commentators feel like Mark 
was written by John Mark, who Mm -hmm. wrote from Peter's perspective. He was actually discipled by Peter later in life. Um, And when he writes that statement, the very next verse, Brad, in Mark chapter 1, verse 2, it says, as it is written in Isaiah the prophet. Hmm. So he's saying that, hey, those Old Testament prophecies about Jesus, they're about Jesus of Nazareth. He fulfills them. Um, and when you stop and think about that, there's there's over 300 prophecies in the Old Testament that were fulfilled in Jesus. So he, he fulfilled all the ones about the Messiah. And so when you think about what Mark is doing by starting off with that, why is it then that we start off with, hey, don't don't you know that God has a wonderful plan for your life? Yeah. We make it about our future. Yeah. Instead of about what he did in him about the king. We don't start with us with the gospel. You start with him. Yeah. And and so I think that's a big problem in the church. I mean, and the worst part of it is we're exporting that to other countries. Exactly. And uh and, you know, I think you and I have talked about it. I know Dave and I talked about it somewhat even this past Friday and the Friday before, just about the fact that I, I can go back. I, I remember, Doug, certain people that I, quote, shared the gospel, you know, and I'm using these air quotes. Yeah. Um, it was an incomplete gospel. Yeah. And it, there's, you know, it's been years and years and years now later where I realized I shared an incomplete gospel. Mm-hmm. They prayed an incomplete prayer with no real repentance. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and and I know we've kind of beat that drum a little bit about the repentance aspect of it. Last week, yeah. But uh, what is what does that look like? You know, it, I don't think repentance is just a prayer. It, it is a brokenness. You know, uh, blessed are the poor in spirit. For theirs is the kingdom of God. That poor in spirit is just a, a reality that I am a r- broken mess. Mm-hmm. I am spiritually bankrupt. Yeah. And I need a savior, but I need a king. Well, and, and you know, it was interesting. I, I think I mentioned this last week. Lori was doing a word study on the whole blessed thing. And I've always thought with her, we've always thought, that we were blessed because we did something. Right. No, but we were blessed to do something. Mm. And even this morning, Brad, I was reading in my devotional in Joshua, the last chapter of Joshua. And I just went through as Joshua was reminding the people of Israel. Listen to this. Just I'm just going to read words that he says as he's at, they're at Shechem. Another insight I got this morning. That's why personal devotion is so good to go in. Thus says the Lord God of Israel. uh, He goes, I took your father Abraham. I led him. I made his offspring. I gave him Isaac. I gave Isaac Jacob. I gave Esau the hill country. I sent Moses. I plagued. I brought you out. I brought your fathers out. He put, talking about God, darkness. He made the sea. What I did in Egypt, I brought you to the land. 
And it goes on and on of all the things that God did. And he just reminding them. And that blessedness, he, when he, when we repent, we can't even repent if he's not moving us to. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. it's a blessing for us to have a repentant heart. Oh, amen. Not I, because we repent, but because he gives us, it's a, it's a blessing. It's his work. It's not yeah. our work. Okay. I know we got a good break. This, I never thought about this till this morning. I was reading Joshua. Where did, um, where did they take the bones of Joseph? Remember, they told him, take him out of Egypt. They took him to Shechem. What was Shechem known for? The violation of Dinah and the vengeance of Reuben and Levi. Hmm. Why in the world would God take the bones of Joseph to Shechem and bury him? What was Joseph known for? What did he do with his brothers? Hmm. He forgave them. Yeah. Now, think about that. I've never thought about that, except I'm reading this morning, and I thought, <laughs> isn't it? There's no coincidence in Scripture. No. Mo- Joseph's bones could have been buried anywhere, but he chose to bury him in the place that was known for, for Reuben and Levi going through and massacring the men of Shechem Interesting. in vengeance. And it's almost like God saying, my people will be a people of forgiveness they're not going to be a people of vengeance i don't know i just was thinking about that today you you may you may force me to go read that this (laughs) afternoon (laughs) glad you tuned in today call us during this last segment 844-777-7928 again 844-777-SWAT we'd love to hear from you give us a call we'll be right back If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts, and truck rental, and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomnehl.com. The Florida Georgia Truth Network. The Jacksonville Beaches listen at 91.7. They say sometimes you win some, sometimes you lose some. And right now, right now, I'm losing bad. Stood on this stage night after night, reminding the broken. Hey, welcome back to SWAT Radio. Glad you tuned in today. I do want to make a quick 
I didn't ask you for approval on this, Doug. I hope you're okay. Uh, well, a couple of things. Number one, we uh, have our SWAT training day coming up on August 5th. Yeah. Maybe a few spots open and available. No, correct? there are. Yeah, I would love for people. In fact, well, I had three people already um, sign up. Our buddy up in Virginia is coming down. I would love for people to come come and be a part of our SWAT training day. Um, I, if you're a SWAT guy and you're listening, you better sign up. I, I talked to five or six guys in the last week that said, yeah, I need to sign up. I'm ordering T-shirts Thursday. So if you don't have a T-shirt uh, size in and you got to go to the website, do it. So if you're listening and you want to come to this, shoot me an email at Doug at SWATradio.com, especially if you're here in the South Georgia, North Florida area. I'll shoot you that. But even we have guys coming from Tampa, guys coming from uh, Georgia, and now Virginia. So I'd love for you to come down for it. You know, it's, it's a, a great – It obviously, I've been a part of it for a number of years, and it is it is such a refreshing day. And don't think – it's not like nine hours of teaching. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of play time, a lot of fun time, just good fellowship, uh, enjoying uh, meeting some new guys and hanging out, playing some golf or skydiving or fishing or whatever your your thing is. Go to SWATradio.com, Doug. Is that best – go to the website, SWATradio.com? Or no, actually, send me an email. Okay, so send, send me D- any, uh, send Doug because an email. I have to send them a link gotcha. to gotcha. go to the Eventbrite because gotcha. it, it is it's not a public. I mean, it is, but it's not like I I didn't just make it public out there where everybody can come. But if you send me an email, I'll send you a link and you can come. Yeah, absolutely. Doug at SWATradio.com. Yeah, hope hope you can join us. I, one other plug I wanted to make uh, as uh, one of the founders of the Northeast Florida Christian Chamber of Commerce. We have a chamber luncheon tomorrow. If you live, work in the Northeast Florida area, come here. Ryan Johnson from the Alliance Defending Freedom Group, and uh, so learn more about what they're doing and how you can join in. We'd love to have you. We're meeting at Top Golf here in uh, Jacksonville near the Town Center, and that starts at eleven o'clock. Eleven o'clock. You can go to nefl.christianchamber.com register there love to see you there hmm. so doug you know you, you you forced me to go back to joshua 24 and look that up so i'm gonna i'm gonna do a little personal study on that well and there's a couple <clears throat> other things to remember too when abraham first came into the land his first stop was the place of shechem that's where god said to your descendants i'm going to give this land um now that was the first time god told Abraham about what he was going to do. Um, and then Jacob came to there. And of course we talked about Dinah being raped there by the, the prince of the city or who the city I think was named after, but 16 years after Dinah, you know what happened? Hmm. That's when Joseph was sent to check on the welfare of his brothers, which is interesting because they were shepherding the flocks near Shechem. And he found them. That's where he got sold into slavery. But remember what he told them. What you meant for evil, God meant for good. He'll take it and he'll use it for good. And so I, I was just struck by that, that when I think of Shechem normally, I think about the vengeance of Reuben and Levi. Mm-hmm. But really... God 
brought Joseph's bones back to that place. That was the place where he was sold into slavery by his brothers that he forgave. Hmm. He forgave them. And so it shouldn't be known for the violation. It should be known for the forgiveness. It, It came after and it was, it was a beautiful thing. What he did, the brothers were terrified and and also that's where god gave abraham the promise we can trust in god the father you know he's faithful to us and um i I, it's a beautiful picture there and i'll tell you brad i've read that passage i don't know 100 times or more (laughs) i've never thought about the connection till this morning isn't that wild that is so good sorry we just got we got off a little bit but the gospel that we're talking about part of the gospel is all these old testament uh, prophecies and all these old testament foreshadowing um, the all that stuff is consummated in jesus christ amen and he is the king and verse two of mark says behold i send my messenger before your face who will prepare your way, the voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. That's a direct quote from Isaiah 40. And, and you know, when we read that, for you and me, because, we one, we're really not students of the Old Testament that much, we it just doesn't carry the weight. But, Brad, go to Luke 24 real quick. Go to Luke 24. And um, read verses 44 to 49. I'll set the stage. After the crucifixion, there were some disciples that were discouraged. They're walking on the road to Emmaus out of Jerusalem. And some of the women had said they saw Jesus, um, even a couple of the disciples, but they were discouraged. They left and they were walking to Emmaus kind of complaining and then jesus appears to them he didn't reveal himself to them but he walked with them and he's talking to them and they go don't you know what's been going on and in verse 44 to 49 after they finally he teaches them and brings all their hearts are burning read what 44 to 49 says yeah then he said to them these are my words that i spoke to you while i was still with you that everything written about me in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures and said to them, Thus it is written that the Christ should suffer and on the third day rise from the dead, and that repentance and forgiveness of sins should be proclaimed in his name to all nations, beginning from Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things, and behold, I am sending the promise of my Father upon you, but stay in the city until you are clothed with power from on high. So when we proclaim Jesus as Messiah, as the Christ, then we're saying that he's the one, Jesus of Nazareth is the one about whom all the scriptures are written and he fulfills all these promises. In mm-hmm. fact, over in 2 Corinthians, Paul says in chapter 1, verse 20, all the promises of God find their yes in him. 
That's not talking about a Beamer in your driveway or a Rolls in your driveway. That's talking about our eternal dwelling with the Father back in a right relationship. And when you acknowledge that Jesus is the Christ, it's not just a mental assent to the facts that, yeah, he's the Christ. The demons know that. James says very clearly the demons, in fact, how many times in Scripture, Brad, do you see the demons acknowledging that he's the king? Mm-hmm. Oh, don't throw us there. or Don't send us out yeah. of that. Uh, what are you going to do with us? Have you come to torment us? You mm-hmm. know, they acknowledge it, but they're not trusting him. Yeah. yeah. And so one of the first things we need to understand is this term, Christ Messiah, what it means and it means he's the anointed king that God promised and all the scriptures fulfilled. That that really is what this week is about. This week, that's what we're going to be talking about. And making him king. I mean, he is king. No, he is. He but is king. Actually, it's not. It's surrendering well, to right. his You're, kingship. The, 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 the lordship, the aspect of, and this is where the whole, as we talked about last week, the repentance, interesting in that text that it says in verse 47, and that repentance and forgiveness of sin should be proclaimed in his name. Mm-hmm. Uh, repentance is uh, is in there. And that's really the first act of, uh, of belief. You're turning from, you're trusting in yourself to you're putting your faith in him. Yeah, if we proclaim he's king, but we don't surrender to his kingship, then we really don't believe he's yeah. king. Yeah. Right? That's, uh, yeah, that's like trying to sell something you you haven't uh, experienced personally. Yeah, you know? that's yeah. why I said t- taste and see that the Lord is good. Yes, you got to taste it. You got to see it. You got to yeah. experience it. Yes. How, how do you sell something you haven't personally experienced? Well, this this has huge, huge implications in the way we share the gospel to people. Um, I mean, can you imagine the the Japanese in World War II coming to the the U.S. at that point with demands. Did they come to the U.S. with demands at the end of World War II? <laughs> no. No. <clears throat> they signed terms of surrender that were dictated by the U.S. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine them going, hey, we don't like this and we yeah. want to change this around? See, that's what we do. We go to God. I I'll follow Jesus, but I need you know I don't know if I'm willing to give this up. Yeah, we call that in the real estate business an addendum. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was thinking <clears throat> a quote. I was thinking our our good friend Tommy Nelson said this: "You can't peddle unapplied truth." Yes. You can't peddle unapplied truth. Yeah. So if you're sharing the gospel, but it's void of King Jesus. It's an it's you're you're peddling a false gospel. Well, we, well, we treat Jesus like he's a constitutional monarch mm. instead of an absolute monarch. Over in England, when um, the Parliament passes a bill, it goes to the Queen. If the Queen chooses not to pass or sign it, they still pass it and do what they want to do. Her signature is simply symbolic. That's how we treat Jesus hmm. today. Yeah. We, we, we submit to him, hey, this is what we want to do with our life. He doesn't sign off on it, and we go, okay, we're going to do it anyway. Mm-hmm. Instead of an absolute monarch, 
if he doesn't sign off on it, you don't do it. And that that has massive implications for us that we're going to look at the rest of this week, next week, and probably the week after. Mm, that's good stuff. Hey, once again, glad you have tuned in today. We always seriously love hearing from you guys, be it email or text or phone calls. And uh, you can always uh, get in touch with uh, Doug or myself, Doug at SWATradio.com, Brad at SWATradio.com. And uh, we're going to be back tomorrow kind of digging back into this topic of uh, kingdom. What is what is the gospel kingdom? Yeah, and the chamber tomorrow. Yes, uh, chamber luncheon. Go to North NEFLChristianChamber.com. Register, come join us. Look forward to seeing you guys. Doug, yeah. enjoyed it, brother. Yeah, pray for the Epperson family. Again, yes. Stu Epperson Sr. passed away. Keep them in your prayers, and we'll be talking about him all week probably. Amen. All right, take all care. Right.